Okay, here we go. I don't know what the theme is. What is the show number? 19. Okay, well, I'm going to get going. Tee it up. Hi, everyone, and this is Dad, or Jerry, from Father Knows Something. Welcome back to another show, and I think this one is number 19. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, let's see what we got. Morgan is uh, in the saddle with us, or out of the saddle. And she's ready to start pitching me some good stuff. And let's see what you have to say. start us off today, I have an update. So the original story was from The Secrets episode we did. And if you're on YouTube, it starts at the 11 minute mark. And if you're listening on audio, it would start at the 10 minute 43 second mark. It is the story about the aunt that was stealing the dead grandma's retirement money. Oh, yeah. And she didn't want her dad to get in trouble. Right, and she was trying to say, what do I do? So we have an update. Okay. Hi, Dad, Justin, and Morgan. It's been a month since you guys read my story. Thank you so much for the advice. Now, on to the update. I was able to convince my dad to notify the bank. He talked to my aunt an hour before our meeting with the bank. She didn't take it well, dot, dot, dot. She screamed at my dad, saying he's a traitor, that how could he possibly do that to his own sister? And she told him that everything that may happen with her will be on his hands. Well, at least he's not an accomplice. Exactly. When we left her house, he almost got down from the idea of telling the bank. But we talked and came to the conclusion that he's not the bad person here. And as she was only thinking in her own interest, so should he. The bank has been notified and my aunt is facing a lawsuit. She's been told to give all the money back plus 18% of interest due December 1st, 2022. In the meantime, my aunt's children, well, adults in their 20s, are under investigation as well. Turns out they got videos from the ATM where you can clearly see them withdrawing the money. Not only my aunt. So it's a bigger problem than we thought. Wow. That whole side of the family. (laughs) But she brought her kids into it. That's her problem. Mm -hmm. She could be facing one to three years in jail and her kids could be charged with a fee for being her accomplices. But we still don't know what will happen. Her trial is programmed for June and for the amount she stole, she's not even allowed to leave the city. So she's finally paying the consequences for her actions. I kind of feel sorry for her. As for my dad, he can get off the hook pretty easily. He can prove that he had no idea. He's kind of feeling guilty, but we've been working with him on that. It's nobody's fault but hers. Sorry for the rambling. Love you guys so much, and thank you for all the advice. I didn't know I needed. You've helped so much. Wow. Also, fun fact, one of my cousins is Morgan's doppelganger. Ha ha. What? I have a doppelganger. What's a doppelganger? You're like twin that you don't know about. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm glad things worked out, at least for your dad, and to keep himself out of any of this... uh, entanglement because it just gets bloody and i'm glad you uh, stepped up to the plate and talked sense into him fantastic mm-hmm. and it really does sound like her her dad can be uh can be taught as well he'll listen <laughs> yeah 
Okay, now let's get into it. Okay. Hey, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. Your podcasts are my favorite thing to listen to on my drive home. I'm reaching out because I recently started going back into dating. I downloaded Tinder to meet new people. Something I'm really struggling with is telling people I'm not interested in them after we go out on a date or dates. I grew up putting people's feelings before my own, and I feel like a terrible person to reject them when they didn't really do anything wrong. For example, I went out on a date last night with a great guy. He was an engineer, extremely successful, handsome, and overall a gentleman. The issue I had was that he kept boasting about how great he was, but put others down in the process. He also kept talking about himself most of the night. He was overall nice, and I could tell he wanted to keep seeing me as he made a list of over 10 date ideas for us to do. But I just didn't feel as attracted to him after our date. I feel like an awful person for telling him I'm not interested because he wasn't really a bad guy. However, I don't want to lead him on. Do you have any recommendations on how to approach or phrase a rejection? How can I also work on not feeling bad and not putting people's feelings before my own? Well, the, the, the truth of this is that you did the right thing. And every, nobody likes to be the bearer of bad news to somebody. But it is, um, it's a fact. And you, you're certainly not going to continue going out with somebody that they're not right. I know that I've been told the same thing. I've been on many first dates and I've been on five, six, seven, eight dates and got to have very deep feelings where someone told me that they're, it's just not the right chemistry for them. And there's nothing you can do about that. It's just reality. And the fact that you are taking that direction right off the bat is the right answer. It's you know, it's kind of like a Band-Aid. You, you, know, you, you, can, you, can, you can take that thing and rip it off really slow, pulling every hair, um, or you can just rip it off and be done with it. Or, or when you do other uh, things with wax, <laughs> if we could pull slower fast, get the pain over with and just do it, and he'll survive. We, we all go for it. It's in, there's no real investment after one date. It, it's easy. I mean... It stings a little bit for the for their for their pride or their emotion, but the way that you really said it was, you know, you're a nice guy, and you know, theoretically everything should be perfect, but I'm just not feeling it. Is the most real, true thing that you can do, and and let it roll forward. Yeah, and I think like it's not something to feel bad about because if you think about it, he's not your person, mm-hmm. and if you kept just being nice and going on dates with him you're not doing him any favors because you're you're preventing him from finding his person Mm -hmm. so don't beat around the bush yeah i fully agree so you know pull the band-aid let the first pain be the the easiest and the best and roll on yeah i will say as a woman it is sometimes scary rejecting guys um i know I've had a guy ask for my number at a bar, and when I said no, I wasn't interested, I went from being someone hot and someone he wanted to take on a date to, uh, fine, fuck you, you ugly bitch. I didn't like you anyways. So I think there is kind of this fear as a woman where you, at least for me, but I'm I'm sure others have encountered this too, where it's almost easier to say yes or keep going on dates than to have that rejection conversation. Really? It's 
it can be very bad and it can be scary. You know, some people, women get murdered over this. People get murdered over stuff like this. So if you ever feel that you are threatened, do it over text. But otherwise, like just an easy conversation. Like, I really like you. I think you're a great guy. I've had a lot of fun, but I am just like not really feeling mm -hmm. a deeper connection here. I mean, a lot of people use the excuse, oh, my boyfriend uh, that I had a problem with came back. And then all of a sudden that, that person sees you out with somebody else and yeah, don't, you know, I don't think I, I think honesty and integrity is always the best thing. Yeah. And just they'll, they'll sense your honesty and they'll have more respect for you if you do it in the right way. I, that's the way I feel. I mean, I, yeah. I've certainly been told enough times and I never wanted to call someone a bitch because they said, I'm, I'm just not their guy. Some people do. I mean, <laughs> Lauren, we went out for um, sushi for Alejandra's birthday mm -hmm. and the owner of the restaurant like gave us shots because Lauren said like, thanks for having us. Amazing restaurant. And he asked for her number and like she was again, we kind of are both like to this point where it's like it's almost easier to give your number now and like just not reply or block them than again, like say no in that moment. And so she gave this dude her number and afterwards she was like, I just want you to know I do have a boyfriend. Like he texts her right after and he goes, fuck you, you dumb bitch. <laughs> so people do react that way. And that didn't work for well for Lauren. No. <laughs> and so I think be as open and honest as you can. Mm. And if you get a bad reaction, like that's on them and you dodged a bullet. Really? That That's their behavior that they would have in the relationship. Exactly. Like that's after the second date. Imagine after six months, a year. Ugh. Good to find out now, right in the beginning, in the first hour, then find out later. Exactly. You know, when you reject them, they may come up with a great answer that might change you. Also, to say, you know something, this was really an, an unusual turnaround or response. <laughs> and, you know, this guy might be something I want to, uh, and you may find that, that needle in a haystack just by the way he handled the situation. So honesty always works. I think the moral of the story, if you're not feeling it, move on absolutely and if you know you do get rejected don't take it personal you're just not you're not meshing and go find your person go find your person go find the person that's really going to appreciate you and love you to death so moving along yes i 22 female am about to graduate college my parents set certain rules that i would have to follow in order for them to pay for college which is fair however my parents are very religious one rule was that I would not date someone who was not of the same religion as them. I met my boyfriend about eight months ago, and we started dating six months ago. He's not religious at all. It's not a big deal to me because personally, neither am I. But I did not tell my parents about him because I knew they would object. My thought was that I'm graduating this year anyways. Well, I graduate at the end of the month. My boyfriend and I have gotten pretty serious. I know I want to keep dating him, and we've discussed marriage after he graduates. He has another year. Like I said, I'm graduating. So rules on who I date will no longer apply soon. I think it's time I tell them. My boyfriend has never had an issue with it or pressured me, but I feel bad that these two halves of my life have never met. I also want to have more freedom to express myself and love to express myself and my love around my parents. I'm not sure how to approach the conversation with my parents. Should I pretend we just started dating? Do I tell them how long it's been going on? How can I overcome this dislike of him based on his religion? My brother's fiance 
still feels uncomfortable around my parents for the same reason, and they have been together for years. Should I keep protecting him from their disapproval for longer? So my, here, here's, I want to be clear on something. She said that he does, he's not religious, but mm-hmm. does he of the same religion that the parents are? No mention. Let's assume no. So, you know, she's, she's got a, an issue there. There's a, a bullet that's aimed at her head for her to, where her education will be stopped as far as payment as her parents if he's not of the same religion. You know, there's this, it's not like that they're giving unconditionally. There is definitely a condition there for their giving and yeah. being a part of this thing. And obviously we're not going to tell her to break up with her boyfriend because, no, you know, that's something that she, that's her decision. She's, you know, clearly that that's her decision. And me telling you to be direct and honest, you know, with your parents, uh, I'm never one to say not be honest, but you are <laughs> gonna 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 have to go through some real rough waters. They're gonna you know try to flex their muscles, say we told you what it is, we're gonna live this thing, and we're gonna deny you an education because you're dating um, somebody that's of a different faith. I don't know in the religion what the religion what 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 is taught to them far as unconditional giving. And what is taught to them about, you know, the bigger picture with your children and and all of it. So I can't say what, you know, look, there are people that are fanatical on what they believe. Yeah. And her parents, your parents might just say, sorry, you wrote the book. Either end it with him or good luck with your education. Well... So go. she does graduate at the end of the month. Graduates what? College. College. Oh, so she's, she's done. a month away from graduating and being done. A month. I thought it was high school that she was. A month. From college. Well, does she want to go to graduate school? We don't know. No mention. So, but I mean, they're talking marriage. They're pretty serious. But again, this was. This might be. I will just say this might be the first story that's actually given me anxiety. Like this write-in. Mm-hmm. Is giving me anxiety. And I'm not about lying, but it's only one month. It's just one month. School's expensive. Learn from me and my debt. Well, you pay for school before, don't you? Yeah. They pay for school at the beginning of the semester. It's not at the end. But they could have installment plans, like payment plans. So who knows what the balance is. Like right. Some schools let you... I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what the financial situation so, is. Maybe they took out loans for her and her name is also on them and they could screw her that way. Who knows? But this is all about doing the right thing. And, you know, everything is all about the right thing. If you want your parents to be a part of his life, then you introduce them. If you want to wait a little bit before you do that, you're not lying. You're just pacing it out. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's manip look, it's manipulation. And none of us want to be But I've they're ne- they're I've also never- manipulating her. Oh, absolutely. They're guilty so, of it. So are we saying because it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander? Which because they do it, I should be able to do it? I know. There's a lot of gray area you here. You know, to me it's stressing me out. Well, you you're 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 now a woman. You're now an adult and you're taking control of your life, you're making a decision. And 
You're not making the decision in disrespect of your parents. You're making of your, your, your decision because you fell in love with a guy and due to circumstance. Should you have quit dating him the second that you, you know, you met him? That was your choice not to. She's, I mean, she's not religious either, though. So it's no, like, I got, I got that. It's yeah. not part of who she is. I mean, this, you know, they, some parents live a different life. I know my my parents, you know, made certain demands upon my brother when he started dating, and he 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 beat to his own drummer. And let me tell you, it was friction for him and my my dad more than anybody. But you know, at the end of the day, everyone got over it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not telling you that my father was easy. <laughs> there are some people that say we would love to sit down and have Jerry tell us of his life. Okay, my dad was not easy. <laughs> he was firm. He was he had his convictions. It was his way or the highway. You know, he wasn't. He was not uh, amenable in a lot of situations. My mother, my mother was the kind of woman that would weigh everything out and she can certainly see the uh the sense of certain things and she would roll on and i'm more like my mother if you want to know who am i more like but i'm sure i have some of my father in me as well but all that me personally i'd lay it on the table and that's that's what's called being an adult and you just take it and you wear it proud and and i always say they'll get over it but in some cases they may not, yeah. but that's their loss, not your loss. And look, there's Fiddler on the Roof. Go watch that movie and you'll see, you know, where there's a problem with one of the daughters who marries outside of her religion. And the father has, you know, his tradition. You just don't do that back in that day. But it, it's all what's important to you. It's not what's, what's important to them. Yeah, well, and with only a month left, your student debt shouldn't be too bad if you but, do feel like. Well, you know, it's not about the student debt. At the end I, of the day, the real value here is the relate. She doesn't want to piss off her parents. She wants a relation because she loves her parents. She wants. You know, the, I was making a joke. It was oh. it was a little lighthearted, but debt can be very very burdensome, and I know a lot of people would might weigh this decision very heavily because of the debt. But I, I she's got an ideal outcome and some other tidbits for us what what is her ideal outcome my ideal outcome would be for my parents to like my boyfriend and my and for my boyfriend to not feel uncomfortable around them mm-hmm. and then we've started asking a new question anything else we should know my parents live in the same city as my college i live in my own apartment and my boyfriend is my neighbor i'm not moving anywhere else until at least august my parents are aware we are friends but i've only met him in passing i think my parents would like him if they got to know him He's a wonderful guy, and I love him so dearly. The one thing that you have to realize, and maybe this is not most important, you are your parent's child. And a lot of what you are is because of your parents, which means they also should like him for the person he is because he, A, he loves you and takes and treats you wonderfully, but he also has that combination with you. I hope he has that combination with them. Yeah, and I think, you know, something that, is positive and in a sense she does mention my brother's fiance still feels uncomfortable around my parents for the same reason which is different religion Mm -hmm. but in my head it is positive where they haven't cut the brother off they Mm -hmm. they're still they still have a relationship and 
yeah, it's unfortunate that his fiance feels uncomfortable, but you know, maybe time can heal that. And maybe they'll grow closer once they really get an inside look at their relationship. And maybe the same will be for her. You know, most things about religion is values. And you don't have to um, to have value. It doesn't mean you, you have to be orthodox in that religion. You have to have values. And I'm, I'm sure that the guy that you are with, if you love him, I'm sure he has values because you do. Mm-hmm. So take your values of being direct and open and honest and use them as a as a positive tool. That's the way I always I, I, I always believe. Yeah. So otherwise you're manipulating and no one likes to be manipulated. It's a trigger. You how would you like being manipulated? Um, I mean, I don't, but I also see this as. I'm just the 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 whole circumstance came with strings attached, so it's a little tough. And yeah, they're your parents, and if you want to have a good relationship going forward, honesty. But I with this, a twist of manipulation. No, I just don't think like they're only dating. She's not engaged. Like, yeah, it's eight months, or they've known each other eight months and dating for six. Like still pretty early and so i wouldn't want and maybe this is me being selfish but i wouldn't want anything to impact my graduation mm-hmm. like i wouldn't want my parents to not come because they're mad at me that's got, a big moment in your life i got a so better one for you too i would just wait until after just okay. slowly ride it out and then sit down with them and have a big conversation express your love you have and say, I want you to introduce, I want to introduce him to you. Please come at this with an open mind. See how he treats me. See his values. I'm going to give you four but months. But I would, I would wait. I'm going to give you four months. What? Ready for this one? Yeah. This is, this is really where it is. It takes a year to really know someone. Mm-hmm. So why didn't, if, if your parents say, why didn't you tell me about the seriousness eight months ago or four months ago, we your answer seen. is, I didn't want to keep parading these guys around, whoever's going to be in my life until there's someone that's serious. I wanted to get to the year mark. And that's something that a parent can accept. It wasn't about you were deceiving them for whatever. You just really wanted to wait. Test in the waters. For the one year mark. And that's where you got to the one year mark. And now you feel it's important to say, this guy is going to be in my life. And you don't even have to like give them the exact date right away. Like we started out as friends, realized we had a connection and I wanted to make sure it was really serious before that's what I would do. I think. And I, and I don't call that manipulation. I think this is great. You get, you get an extra four months and then you can do it. You're out of school in one, you got three to spare. I like this. High five. uh, This is compromise. (laughs) That was the most awkward high five I think we've ever done. (laughs) Yeah, this is good. Solid ending. There you go. (laughs) Up next. Update us. And when? Four months. (laughs) Or next month if you tell them. (laughs) Okay, up next. I, 20 female, want to ask for advice on my situation regarding my boyfriend, 23 male. We met six months ago and we're immediately head over heels with each other. We have similar values, connect with each other in a way we have never felt before, and we both have had some relationships. All in all, it's been very special for these last six months, 
and it only seems to be getting better. However, we have a difficult situation. I am Dutch, living in the Netherlands, and doing my degree here and working part-time. He is from Cape Town, South Africa, and has been in my country on a one-year visa working as an au pair. This all means he has to leave in four months, and we are both devastated by this. I'm going to come with him for a month to meet his family, but after that, we have no definitive plan. It is extremely difficult to get a visa here, and the only option we know is for us to get legally married and for him to move here, as I can't move there due to university. But we both know that it is early in our relationship, and the marriage plus moving to a different continent is no light decision to make. But we also know that we love each other greatly and it would break our hearts to give up on the love we have because of our circumstances. I am just very stressed about the future, but I know I want to be with him. I would appreciate your opinion or insights very much. With love from the Netherlands. Well, here it comes. Look, there are people that meet each other from the moment they meet. They say, that's my guy. That's my, that's my mate. That's my person. And that's it. I am the kind of person that's, that always says, I have certainly been with people and I've had that feeling. Instant love, instant passion, volcanic. And it takes a year. Just, you know, we just had, you know, a second ago, we just talked about the magic year. Mm-hmm. That really things at months eight, nine, 10, they really start to grow up. You know, the grass comes in and you start seeing other things and you want to make sure that you can get through that and to rush the fact that we're going to make, you know, get married because we don't want to get deported or we don't want to do this. That can't be the motivating reason to get married. I think it's really important to write out a little hardship before you make that final commitment. Because let me tell you, life has got ups and downs and toll roads that you have no no concept what's there. It can be in life where things were successful and then they, they get financially stressful. Health comes in the, the into it. Other people show up, neighbors, this. There are so many curveballs that are going to come at you. Make sure you're strong and that you are a well, well-rooted um, garden between the two of you guys before you go down that road. So if if figuring out traveling back and forth, making changes to make, make sure you're good, you need to do that. But I don't say get married just so you guys can stay in the same country together. Yeah. So, and that's really where we were leading with this. Yeah. I mean, she is only 20. Mm-hmm. Very young. Very young. And you know, he's young too, 23. They're, they're kind of just getting their bearings in this, mm-hmm. this world. I look at too, I was about 20, 21, dating a Canadian, and he had a really difficult time getting a work-sponsored visa or, you know, a visa to come to the States, which was very surprising for me because Canada, you think it's right there, it'd be easy for friends. Mm -hmm. But it was super hard for him, and that's like, that was a conversation we had where I was like, well, why don't we do this? And like, that relationship obviously didn't work. Um... And I think it it should be, it shouldn't necessarily always be easy, but you shouldn't have to force it like this mm-hmm. either. And so I know long distance is really, really tough, but 
maybe there's other visa options he could explore. I know you said it is difficult, but I don't know. I'm really, I go back and forth because I am a hopeless romantic and I'm like, ah, shit, this, okay, this is really cute. But six months is nothing. Like, that's right. Nothing. And so I think if they would bend together a year or a year and a half, two years, Mm -hmm. then maybe it's another story. But six months is very, it's, you don't know really what you have in front of you yet. And I'm, and I'm sure this is really not what you want to hear. You would love us to, you know, to, to be able to say, Hey, we bless you guys go get married and we'll, we'll be there tomorrow, you know, just to throw rice. But the end, this is, you know, I'm 60, 64 and I've been around a lot of blocks and I've ridden my bike from town to town. So the answer is, I understand by taking your time and your patience and Morgan is absolutely correct. You definitely don't want to rush this. You guys will work out your ways of, of, of spending that time together. And if you have to challenge yourself with a little distance for, a, for short periods, then maybe that's the right thing. And you'll see, you know, weathering these, these tough times and these storms, because as much as we all want to feel that our daily life together is a fairy tale, it, it's not always a fairy tale. It's reality. So we want you to be strong and again, well-rooted as you do this. And there's not a question in your mind that we're, that we are the people and we're going to make it. And it's not because we had to get married to, to accomplish this, but we, we fought through everything else. And now we're, now it's time for us to be married. Yeah. And you know, they do have the next five months together, four months mm-hmm. with him still working. And then she's spending an entire month with him back in Africa, mm-hmm. South Africa. So I think see how the next four months goes, see how that one month goes nonstop together, because that traveling together is one of our tests. Yeah, it is Decora- one of, decorating together and traveling together. It's one of our tests. We should start making a list up here. I'm sure there's others we can add. But I think... After that one month, then, you know, then you're almost together for a year and, or that would be about a year. It is a year. That would be about a year. Yeah. So no, it's 11 months. We're bad at math here. We're we're at six. Six plus four plus one. It's 11. Yeah. But, um, that is a solid point to then be like, okay, we've been together 11 months. If you have to do long distance for one month until he can move back for your marriage visa at that point, if you're ready, then, but see where the next five months go, especially. And during that time, maybe explore other visa options. No problem with me on that. It seems, you know. Yeah. If you can do, and like, I think, you know, if you have the next five months and then again, he has to do long distance for a month. Mm -hmm. If you guys can't survive a month of long distance. You look, it happens to many people in the in their job occupations. There are people that are that are news reporters. They go on assignment for a mm-hmm. month or six weeks or eight weeks at a time. Yeah, uh, I know that. In one of my first jobs, I would disappear for three months at a time. It's life. Sometimes it it just depends on the job that these people have, and you got to survive those times that they are away, and other people come in their life, and you'll find out real quick how locked in. Yeah, well, in the reality... The the two of you are to each other, especially at this young age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the reality of it is he's still going to be from South Africa. So if he wants to visit family or if medical emergencies happen and needs to go back for extended time, like 
you're going to be a part. So mm-hmm. might be a good a good time to try it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a take a take a break for one second. I didn't talk about my socks because oh this my is God. yes because this is how I roll. Because there's bikes. They're bikes. That's how I roll. <laughs> Oh, it says this is how I roll on them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, those are good ones. There you go. See, there's the socks. This is how I roll. Up next, uh, just a trigger warning on this next one, you guys. It does mention suicide. Thanks so much for taking my question. I'm a 42-year-old female. I'm married with three kids and have a career that I love. I've been estranged from my father for several years. He is still married to my mom, which obviously puts a strain on my relationship with her. My dad was physically abusive to my family, but has sought therapy and has made some very positive changes in his life. When my children were around nine or 10, my father became very upset with me and nearly hit me. My daughter and one of my sons witnessed this, and my son actually stepped between my dad and I. Obviously, this was very frightening for my kids, and it also triggered some former trauma for me. My kids told me that they did not want to see my dad, and I obliged. My dad, until this point, had been a really good grandpa, and my kids loved him. Other than the aforementioned abuse, he was a pretty good dad to me, too. Oddly, we were quite close when I was young. However, as I got older, I ended up being his emotional support. There were several times that he called me to tell me that he planned on killing himself, and I found myself trying to find him before it was too late. I miss my dad and our relationship every single day, and I would love to reconnect with him. I have reached out several times via text or phone over the years, usually just starting with, I love you or I miss you. Each time, it's initially well-received, but it quickly deteriorates into him blaming me for lying, ruining our family, etc. My kids, now older teenagers, are more comfortable reconnecting. From my minimal contact with my dad, I feel that he's genuinely not ready to accept the damage he's caused in my life and others but I also don't know if I can move on without him acknowledging it. This is a this is one that, and I use this statement a few times on the show, where I learned something. I learned from you. And I, my father could not accept or use the statement, I learned from my son or I learned from my children. It was... He was the dad. He was the one with the knowledge. He was the one that was going to teach us. So a very definitive um, difference between what I've been raised around to what you've been raised with is I don't have enough or an overabundance of ego of saying I can't learn from you. That being said, it would be wonderful that she can go to her dad and say, I would love to go to counseling with you. Because I don't know if she opening up and said, Dad, yeah, I'd let my, I want to have a relationship with, with you, but this happened and it's not healthy. And there's issues that, that for some reason I trigger you to get angry. I don't know what they are, but it, it could happen again. The kids, you know, want to see you, but there's this, there's this elephant in the room. We're worried about you losing your shit again or and i probably wouldn't use that term but you know exploding or me triggering you and having an issue again yeah so i don't want to i don't want to 
not have a relationship with you. I love you. You're my dad. But I want to find a healthy way we can do this. I'm hoping you will help help facilitate that because it takes both of us. Now, I don't know if she can afford doctors. I don't know if the father can afford going to a shrink. I'm sure there's, uh, if, if, if that is the case, maybe there's public counseling. I, I don't know these answers that are out there. You have a, you've had more experience because of your podcast seeking some of this information not to know what's available, which I'm clueless to. But I do believe that there's... there is some need yeah. rather than just walking into this she's going to have to set it up for success and that failure yeah and not to have him go get triggered he cuz he's going it's not it's not if he gets triggered it's when it's when yeah i think family therapy would be amazing i think you know the last time that your kids saw him was during a very traumatic event mm-hmm. kids never forget that i remember what i witnessed from a young age and so I think family therapy to kind of set everyone up like you and your dad clearly need a session. Um, It sounds like he has sought therapy in the past, so maybe would be receptive to it even, which is great. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think an individual session between the two of you and a family therapy session to like set up for success, maybe establish some boundaries with a therapist present or facilitating a healthy conversation to just make sure your kids aren't going to witness you know what they experienced in the past and to make sure your dad understands that you want to start fresh but you also need to kind of address the the past or the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. before you can move forward in a healthy way that's the way i see it too and he clearly has some unresolved feelings because anytime you quickly talk to him he quickly deteriorates into blaming you so there's a lot to unpack there, and I think yeah. a safe, healthy environment to do it in would be really good. Yeah, it's clear that he he is not willing to accept anything. Any, no, any, he can't buy into any of this. So you it, it, you're doomed if you don't get get it uh, with a third party that we can you guys can at least get to a healthy place where he can accept some of this behavior, or at least you guys can figure out what 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 the triggers are. Yeah, and I think like especially early on, like picking places that are in public, in front of people very easily, you know, out in the open, going to parks, going to diners, doing whatever, um, just so there is a little bit of um, so a there's safety a, net. Yeah, well, a witness field to have him lose his shit, he's still going to lose his shit. So they really should go to a doctor. They, yeah. They really need to end up in therapy to yes, figure out what these, absolutely. these triggers but, are. But if that's not accessible or affordable or he's, you know, not receptive, either way, even if they do do therapy, I still think I would have these re- have these interactions, especially initial interactions mm-hmm. in very public places or stress-free environments that are going to have fun activities or distractions or an easy getaway plan. Like this is no different than going on a first date. And when you go on a first date, you don't pick a sporting event because it's really long. Well, and if your date sucks, you don't have an escape. This is, this is a tough thing to say, you know, that obviously for you and your dad have a relationship, you have to go through this, but we're talking about your safety and the safety and the emotional stability for your kids to realize what is right and what is wrong in a relationship. And that's a part of all this to what a healthy relationship is all about with your parents 
and they see you setting this example, uh, it's not a good message to send down to the kids. It's got to be done in a healthy fashion. Yeah. So we wish you uh, good luck on this one. And let us know, what, again, let us know mm-hmm. what, uh, what transpires. Okay. Moving along. Okay. The dog snoring over there is killing me. She's so loud. I have a feeling this is going to come so, through the mic. So I'll, I think we'll be okay. But, oh, she's fine. She just looks our, so sad. Our Holly is like, you know, a, a 5,000 years old in dog age. And so she's very busy. You know, like any respectful old lady, she snores. <laughs> she's a cutie, but she's loud. Hi, Jerry. I have a problem. I have a group of close friends, and there's four of us. In the group, one day... The other three went out and they decided they wanted the four of us to get matching tattoos. I wasn't there when they had this conversation, but I really want to say no. I understand why they want it for sentimental reasons. I don't mind tattoos on other people, but on me, the idea scares me. Just thinking about even getting a small one makes me want to cry or throw up. I think the reason is mainly because in the past when my parents got divorced, my mom got tattoos to show a new beginning in her life. And while she did get one dedicated to us, her three kids, I can't help but think about it as I never saw her as much in my teenage life because she was working and I lived with my dad. I think I want advice on how to deal with this. I don't want to hurt them, but even if I was able to type all of this, I don't know if I'm ready to say all of this to them. What should I do? Well, first of all, it's your body. And that's the number one thing. And and you don't have to comply to be friends, you don't have to take a hit of the joint. <laughs> you don't have to take the needle because your friends are doing it. And I understand that you're doing, they're, they're trying to do a, a bonding, you know, you know, a ritual that you'll all do to, to show your friendship and your tie. But that's not what's really your friendship and your tie, your commitment of your friendship just by being there is. Yeah. And if you say that I, I just don't want to have a tattoo in my body for whatever the reason is, and different people have different reasons, religious reasons or the fact that they just don't want it. And they're just not, it's, they're not interested in it. No. That doesn't have to make, make reasons to be your you know friends or to eliminate you as a friend. They should understand if they're your friend. Yeah. And I think too, just kind of, maybe send them this video after it comes out. But I think just kind of being open and saying, you know what, like I would love to have like a lifelong connection to you guys. Like maybe we can figure out something else to commemorate our friendship. But I just have like a really bad feeling about tattoos. My mom got them after, you know, my dad and her split. And it's just something that has kind of haunted me. I love you guys. If you want to get them, Go ahead, but it's just not something I can do. I have an issue with it. And just, yeah. If they're your friends, they're not going to care. That's right. They're going to love you and support you. And that's going to be the end of the discussion. So don't feel scared to tell your friends how you feel, especially when it's something like this. That And, and another thing that's very, it's a very positive thing that I know a lot of women enjoy doing more than tattoos. They like getting Botox in their 
their cheeks and their eyes, their lips, their ears, wherever else they can stick it. So why don't you guys just say, let's go have a mud day and let's get Botox. <laughs> Spa day, Botox parties. Yeah. You get great discounts if you do the Botox party. There you go. You I got, do. I do love Botox. You're, you're taking a needle. You're taking the needle with each other, and it certainly probably won't cause you any harm. And by the way, the local docs—they're going to love you too. <laughs> okay, we're not encouraging people to get injectables, but it's funny. It is funny. Well, it's a thought. It is a thought. Um, but no, I, I, I get where the struggle is because you do want to stay connected and feel a part of the friendship. Right, but you but can't react on peer pressure. You can't, no, but I get, I get the struggle where she's at. And she also, you know, it's tough when you're young. I, I get a feeling. How old is she? Did they no say? mention, but it seems, you know. Stay strong. Yeah. Be, be an independent woman, be yourself and be a leader that you don't have to be a follower. Yeah. And again, if they're your friends, they're not going to care. They're going to love you and support you. And that's right. Well, that's all I got for you. Our, I think our theme kind of came together here at the end, but every single story we talked about today, connection, wanting to stay connected to family or friends, mm -hmm. trying to reestablish connection. So there is, that is connection, definitely the Connecting, theme. staying connected. That is the theme. Reconnecting, connection. So uh, that's it for our show. We uh, look forward to seeing you next week. And we hope you have a great week this week. Uh, you'll be seeing this on Tuesday morning, bright and early. Some of our some of our followers love to you know get up at like this, the middle of the night, or they get up early in the morning. And the first thing they do is this. Show is great for drive time. Tell your friends. I noticed that half of our viewers aren't subscribers, so please subscribe. It really helps us to gain our sponsorships and the, our notoriety and the other people to come watch it, our credibility. So for everything, it doesn't cost you anything and it really is a gift to us. And you only get one notification a week. We don't spam you like I do. No. So, so certainly uh, subscribe. And if you have any write-ins, certainly do that. We do have an address now. For the people that want to uh, send in socks or yeah. anything else. Oh, the uh, bottoms of so those are dirty. You do need some new I, ones. Oh, my God. Yes, I walked. I, I let the doggy out. So the um, the address is, just so you have it, I'll give it to you. It's uh, 5042 Wilshire Boulevard, number 470. And that's in Los Angeles, California, 90036. So... Oh, wow. and also put on the top of the uh, on the envelope on the address line, Father Knows Something. And you have a really good memory. That was, that was pretty good. Yeah, Except I, you I, can't turn the stove off after you make your eggs. So. You know, I, I, I have to get busted here, don't Funny I? Funny how that works. Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're headed over to Patreon. We are? Yeah. So uh, good night on the YouTube uh, channel or Spotify or whatever you're watching, whatever you are watching us on and certainly try our Patreon. And we always have a little bonus there. Yeah. And I hope we do another live um, show one of these days. You do, and you do a live show once a month for one of your Patreon tiers that you have. Really? Yep. So if you want to call in, talk to dad, ask questions, or we are, if we don't have any questions or people, if you just want to in. talk to me, I'm here for you. 
So let's try Patreon and see how it works. Do you know when the next date is? We'll, we'll, we'll keep plugging it. It's going to be the very end of April. Very end of April. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's in like the next two weeks. Yeah. We also read Reddit stories and let you guys call in and answer. So it's uh, it was a really fun time, our first one. So we should do it again. Anyways, bye for now. And we'll see you on Patreon. And if you miss it, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.